What's up, everyone? Welcome to the E2B2 podcast, episode number 47. I am Evan J. Thomas, and with me always is... Brandon Thomas. And we are going to be reviewing. We have a big full show today. Big yep. full show. Big show. We have, uh, let's see, we're going to be reviewing the movie that all the kids on the social media platforms are talking about. Don't, Don't look, look up. up. We have our top 10 list of 2021 we'll be doing in our second segment. And to start off the show, just to let you guys know right now, Brandon and I are in the basement of my parents' house in North Carolina slash his grandparents' Record, house. Yeah, we're recording. You, you sleep in the basement. I sleep in my own room. Yeah, so I've been sleeping on the base. As you see my little makeshift bed with the uh, sheets and the grandma blanket that's wrapped around me. Mm-hmm. Because it was given to me by your grandma. So it's mm-hmm. a grandma blanket, right? Mm-hmm. So what's new, Brandon? I mean, you've been on vacation the past uh, few weeks with school. I've been on vacation uh, the past couple days from work. And we're down here where it's 70 degrees in North Carolina. What's it up in Chicago? Like 10? 3. And snow? 5, 10, 20. 100. And we've had like, we've been wearing shorts and t shirts all week. Mm hmm. Awesome so far. So, Brandon, what's been new with you? Let's talk. So, nothing, nothing, nothing new, nothing, nothing much. new, uh, nothing. So, nothing. as for Christmas, I oh, got, yeah, that's right, yeah. we just had Christmas. Uh huh, yeah, I forgot. Duh. Too. <laughs> so, I got a good amount of gifts, mainly like good clothing, um, good, like just stuff, clothing. Stuff. My computer, I got a new computer, obviously, I think I'm didn't discuss this yet. No, uh, I didn't. I, last time I checked, it didn't ship yet. But I believe maybe it be like might just be shipping now or at least soon. <clears throat> so I would hope it comes at least this month. And if it doesn't, that'd be very sad. But you know, gotta wait. Be this patient. month as in January yeah. now. Yeah, January. Since this is January second that we're recording this. Yep. It's been a while since we recorded that. Well, actually, it's been two weeks. Hasn't it? Yeah. Since we did get back? Yeah, yeah. So that was fun. And then what else is new? I mean, obviously you're off school, so you've had two weeks of vacation. You're going into your last week of vacation. Yeah. So what are you looking forward to? Or what? I mean, we've basically just been really not doing much here. It's been great just kind of relaxing, and Brandon's doing his art stuff stuff and Twitter whatnot. Yeah. So it's been, uh, the vacation itself has been pretty nice. It's just... Mostly a lot of relaxation, but it's good to go to North Carolina, obviously kind of change up the scene, and then go back home. So it's not like in-home for like two weeks straight. It's like home, North Carolina, home, maybe hopefully doing something. Yeah. yeah. So I have a question for you. What? <clears throat> what would be more boring, North Carolina flat or Chicago area flat? I asked you this question. Well, I'm asking you now. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> I would... Really have to say North Carolina flat. Would be more boring? Yeah. Because, I mean, it's technically kind of like your typical, more southern, not country country, but you know what I mean. It's more... It's a little small town. A suburban southern kind of bit. And I, to me, I feel like suburban southern is not really super interesting. It's slow. It's low key. I mean, I could sit out on the patio or the deck and drink coffee in the morning, and you hear absolutely nothing except birds, chimes, wind, and dogs barking. I mean, barking. Each, each have their own, like, advantages. Like, obviously, f- currently, Illinois is obviously flat, 
but it has a bunch of, oh, like, sweet. where we live, It's there's a good, like, some downtown areas, good downtown areas, the restaurants and all that. But over here, it's kind of the same thing, but it's more quiet. And you only have, like, one downtown area. Yeah. So, I mean... Instead of, like, out by us. <clears throat> so, I kind of like my, like, Illinois, but I, because uh, North Carolina is obviously hilly, I kind of like it, too. Yeah. Equally. So, yeah. So, we've been going on uh, daily walks as long as my ass doesn't cramp up. <laughs> Uh, which has happened the last two days, which really sucks because yeah. it's my sciatic nerve from uh, buticlotox, mm-hmm. botox to the back of my leg. So that's not been fun. But yeah, yesterday just kind of watched football all day and relaxed. And today just kind of watching football all day and relaxing. We'll be going out to dinner here in a little bit with uh, grandma, grandpa, my sister, and some kids. Mm-hmm. That should be uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know both of us are excited about that. No, not me. Um, that was we'll, a sarc- we'll, yeah, that was sarcastic. I'm going to be talking about it after the show. So, so yeah, you'll, we'll, you'll hear my complaining for a good minute. There and you I'll go. go back to my So as for me, what would I say What was the be- coolest thing that's happened? Well, obviously yeah. Christmas. Yeah, Christmas for me too. Christmas for me. I mean, I got to spend, obviously right now, spending time with Brandon mm-hmm. and my parents down here in North Carolina. Uh, Christmas was fun hanging with my lady friend Heather and her family up in Chicagoland, and then watching um, the snowstorm in Chicago uh, the past day on social media while it's 76 degrees here. Yeah. It didn't obliterate Chicago. No, we only got like anywhere from two to six inches. Yeah. They were supposed to get over like six or seven, but it is what it is. So we didn't really watch that many movies while we've been out here. Normally we do like movie night every night. Yeah. But uh, last night we were kind of tired. Yeah. We were... Came out of nowhere. Yeah. But I, oh, what about the fondue dinner? Fondue. That was amazing last night. That's probably what put us all tired. Yeah. So I'm figuring that's what it was. But even though we were tired last night, we still kind of went to bed after 10. Yeah. I don't know what time you actually went I, to bed. I went to bed to an hour later. <laughs> it was an hour later. I actually didn't uh, go to Not bed. later, earlier. So. I actually don't think I went to bed till about midnight. Yeah. I was just sitting down here just chilling. Yeah, that's me. So are we ready to uh, talk about don't look don't look up, up. Mm-hmm. Are we ready all yeah. right so like i said this movie has been talked about all over facebook the last couple weeks since it was released all over the socials so don't look up as a 2021 american satirical 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 yeah okay Science fiction film written, produced, and directed by Adam McKay. Stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, as two astronomers attempting to warn humanity about an approaching comet that will that will destroy human civilization. The comet has an analogy for climate change, and the film is a satire of government and media indifference to the climate crisis. Oh, it's a climate crisis. I thought it was COVID. I, I guess, could, I mean, it could tie in equally. It could tie in equally, especially for that. Yeah. So the supporting cast includes Rob Morgan, Jonah Hill, Tyler Perry, Tim, Timothy Chalamet, which we did not know that was him from Dune until more than halfway through the movie when my, when my mom pointed it out, yeah. which we just saw Dune a month ago. Uh, Ron Perlman's in it, Ariana Grande, uh, Scott Miscuddy. Is that Kid Cootie? You'd know better than I would. No. All right, let's see. Kate Blanchett and Meryl Streep is in it. Meryl Streep played uh, Ms. President. Yeah. 
And um, we don't need to do the produced by. It's not Mr. President. The same no. Mr. So the film was announced in November 2019 and sold by Paramount Pictures to Netflix several months later. Later, filming was originally set to begin in April 2020 around the U.S. state of Massachusetts, but was delayed until November due to the ongoing COVID-19 <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. And then lasted through February 2021. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence became the first member to join the cast with DiCaprio signing on, and after his discussions with. McKay on the adjustments of the script. The rest of the cast was added through 2020. What was the adjustments? Must have been some parts of the script that he didn't think was good enough. So Don't Look Up began as a limited theatrical release on December 10th, 2021, before it started streaming on Netflix a day before Christmas, December 24th. It received mixed review reviews from critics who praised the cast but were divided on the merits of McKay's satire. Some felt it dealt some found it deft, while others criticized it as smug and heavy-handed. Nonetheless, it was named one of the top ten films by National Board of Review, blah, 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 received nominations at the Golden, Glo the Golden Globes, Best Picture Musical Comedy, and the 27th Annual Critics' Choice Awards, including Best Picture. <coughs> Bless you! Holy crap. <laughs> All right. So, oh my God. Oh, that's a that's lot kinda, of paragraphs. kind of long. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. All right, here we go. What's her last name? Dibiaski. Kate Dibiaski, who is played by Jennifer Lawrence, a Michigan State University astronomer, Ph.D., candidate during doing work for the Subaru Telescope, discovers a previously unknown comet just inside of Jupiter's orbit at 4.6 AU from the sun. Is that what they use? Astronomical units. See, you would know that stuff. <laughs> okay. Her professor, her professor, Dr. Randall Minnie, played by DiCaprio, calculates that it will impact Earth in about six months and is large enough to cause a planet-wide extinction event, which NASA internally confirms. Accompanied by NASA's Planetary Defense Coordination Office, headed by Teddy Oglethorpe, or as they just say, Teddy, Dibiaski and Mindy present their findings to the White House, but are met with apathy from President Janie Orlean, or Orlean, I'm sorry, and her son, Chief of Staff Jason, who is played by Jonah Hill, who was hilarious in that movie. Funny. Oglethorpe urges Dibiaski and Mindy to leak the news to the media, which they do on a morning show hosted by Bree Eventry and Jack Bremer. So Eventry is played by Kate Blanchett and Bremer by Tyler Perry. When the hosts treat the topic frivolously, Dibiaski loses her composure and rants about the threat, prompting widespread online mockery, which included memes and gifs. Funny memes and memes, memes and gifs, as the uh, old <laughs> folks would say. <laughs> so Dibiaski's boyfriend publicly denounces her, while Mindy receives public approval for his good looks. What? I don't remember that part. No, they, they had it. They did? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the actual news about the comet's threat receives little public attention. It is denied by Orleans, director of NASA, a top donor to Orleans with no background in astronomy. When Orlean is involved in a sex scandal with her Supreme Court nominee, she diverts attention and improves her approval rating by confirming the threat of the comet, announcing the project to strike and divert the comet using nuclear weapons. Yeah. Okay. Three more, four more, three and a half more paragraphs to get. Yep. The mission su successfully launches, but Orlean abruptly aborts when Peter 
Isherwell, a billionaire CEO of tech company Bash and other top donor, discovers that the comet contains trillions of dollars worth of rare Earth elements. The White House agrees to commercially exploit the comet by fragmenting and recovering it from the ocean using a technology proposed, proposed by Bash's Nobel laureates in a scheme that does not undergo scholarly peer review. Yep. I think I said that right. Yep. All right. So let's move the screen over so I can read the rest of it. White House sidelines Dibiaski and Oglethorpe while hiring Mindy as the national science advisor to co-opt him. Dibiaski tries to mobilize public opposition to the scheme but gives up under threat of Orleans administration. Mindy becomes a prominent voice advocating for the Comet's commercial opportunities and begins an affair with Eventree. World opinion is divided among those who demand destruction of the comet, those who decry alarmism and believe that the mining of the comet will create jobs, and those who deny that the comet even existed. So this is where Brandon and I thought the whole uh, COVID thing was. I, I feel like they kind of changed it in the middle of COVID. They, I think I they feel did like, too. Yeah, I feel like... Obviously, we're going to end you later. So, yeah. So, Dibiaski returns to Illinois and begins a fantastic relationship with Yule, who is played by Timothy Chalamet, a shoplifter she meets at a retail job. Mindy's wife, June, discovered his infidelity. Mindy rants on live television, becoming angry and frustrated, criticizing Orlean and downplaying the impending apocalypse and questioning humanity's indifference. Cut off from the administration, Mindy reconciles with Dibiaski as a comet becomes visible from Earth. Mindy DiBiaschi and Oglethorpe organize a protest campaign on social media against Orlean and Bash, telling people to just look up and calling on other countries to conduct comet interception operations on their own. Orlean's administration launches an opposing campaign, Don't Look Up. Oh. Orlean cuts China, India, and Russia out of the comet mining deal, so they prepare a joint effort to deflect a comet but their spacecraft explodes on the launch pad. Bash's attempt at the breaking the comet apart also goes awry, so Isherwell, Orlean, and others in their elite circle board a sleeper spaceship designed by an earthly, designed to find an Earth-like planet, inadvertently leaving Jason behind, which is pretty funny as well. <laughs> Orlean offers Mindy two places on the ship, but he declines, choosing to spend the final evening with his family, Dibiaski, Oglethorpe, and Yule. As expected, the comet hits Earth, causing global disaster and killing everyone on the planet. After 22,740 years, the people who left Earth before the impact land on a lush alien planet, ending their cryogenic sleep. They exit their spacecraft naked and mostly empty-handed, admiring the habit habitable world. Orlean is quickly killed and eaten by a Brontorak, and others of its kind attack the humans. So a post credit scene shows Jason emerging from the rubble, having survived the comet, trying to post on social media on his phone. We did not we see that. We missed that part. We missed that. That's I don't even remember seeing it. Yeah, obviously if we missed it, that's what happens. Okay. So as it says, it's a satirical, satirical yep. uh, movie on apparent global warming, but... We thought it was COVID because of the whole jobs for this, don't look up, you know, this side versus that side. And then, and then there was a, in these Trying Times commercials. Oh, the Trying Times commercials were the best. And I think that was probably added in later. Yeah, I think that was in it. And that's what I think we kind of figured that's what it was about. So, Brandon, 
What do you think? Let's go. All right. Let's go. Let's put story, plot, acting characters, music, special effects, and cinematography. So story and plot was actually pretty decent, I thought, because it had the obviously the expedition where they got the overall theme that was set the rest of the movie. It's not like some like like first half of the movie doesn't take to discover the comet, but it kind of you know it sets that up and then it just takes off from there. Uh, the I feel like the overall plot was like decent from like there then on. It's not amazing, but it's kind of like what kind of you would expect in a sort of way. Like they kind of had that commentary with the, you know the, the public reaction where it was split. How mm-hmm. they deny the existence of the comet somehow. Um, even though it's the even though it's even a, though the scientific evidence is there to show it's real. I'm not sure what side you're mocking here. <laughs> oh, no, uh, the social media oh, part. Oh, the th- people I, make fun of it that it's not there. Oh, I thought you said it is there. I was like, well. Well, the comment was there. I know. Okay. Anyways, uh, so I thought the like the inclusion of the commentary was, uh, like, I kind of realized it later on. But I think I thought it was, like, kind of just funny how it was, like, there's a lot of parallels, which was probably intended. And I said it was climate change, but I think it was, like, a mixture of both climate change and covid and mm-hmm. kind of other things i don't think it's like specifically any one of them no you probably had also the um uh tech companies and all tech that. companies and also just uh the the people div- that, divide yeah. of the different um republican democrat yeah. sides and then there's the people that ruin the planets end up surviving yeah yeah basically I mean, that says that's very poetic in different ways, but for the acting and characters, I thought the acting like there was obviously that cast. I thought the like they were just really good. They kind of fit their roles, and the characters they weren't outstanding characters. Obviously, the ones that you like the most are the main characters, which is Mindy and the other astronomer and the Oglethorpe and mm-hmm. you know all those Dibiaski. characters. Yeah, but obviously you don't really get you know a lot of the president other than like just well you're supposed to hate her you're supposed to hate jason yeah it's supposed to be that kind of like generic like mean guy mean person you know yeah they say everything you don't want to hear and you know they do everything you don't want them to do yeah and they're just very smug and they put down like you know the people yeah so so they're you know stereotypical but they kind of just worked for the rules Mm -hmm. as for the special effects and cinematography i that was also very uh, good, at least, because that ending scene, at least the ending scenes, the comment hitting the earth, obviously had that, you know, sp- special effects. Yeah, that th- big, yeah, the kind of explosion slash, what would you Shockwave. call that, the ripple? Shockwave. Oh, yeah, from space. Yeah, I thought that was very good. Uh, just the inclusion of that, and then the special effects for the planet's um, alien scene, I think that was pretty that was decent. Pretty neat. Yeah, the Brontrock. Rock. Oh, and then they mentioned that the Brontrock. Yeah, so there was a part early on uh, in the movie where the guy from Bash, Peter, Peter, he actually knew how people would die. Yeah. And um, he said that, actually, he was wrong on Mindy. Yeah. Because he said he would die alone. Yeah. Obviously, he didn't. But the president, he said at some point, he goes, you're going to die from being eaten by a Brontorock. And they're like, they don't even know what it was. Well, when it happened at the end of the movie, where she got eaten by a Brontorock, he goes, oh, that must be the Brontorock. 
And he had this he he had this like weird personality. He, he, he was, was very, very creepy. He was very kind of like smart, but not very social, and just had this it's, weird. Yeah, it's kind of like what you would people expect like Bill Gates to be kind of. I wouldn't even say Bill I, Gates. Bill Gates isn't even that. I mean, I've heard him talk. No, there he would be more of like the, the science. Not even really a scientist, just that really smart guy who has so much money that he doesn't know how to associate with people. Yeah, basically. So basically, like, and he had this really weird, just the way he talked and the way his motions were and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he, so, he was a little creepy. He was, he was a he was a good character. He was a good character though. But yeah. cinematography, also, you get the same like. There wasn't much cinematography aside from the you know, the asteroid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for the music, the. There was that like soundtrack throughout the movie. You kind of didn't notice it, but it was good just background music. But then there was that one Ariana Grande song. I was going to ask you about which that. Which had a very funny lyrics. Had if you m- actually read it, it actually sounded kind of Well, decent. we were lucky we could read it because we actually had the captions. Um, captions because my mom was watching Brandon's yeah. grandma. So we were actually reading it as she was singing, and it was actually really freaking funny. Yeah. So, I, so the overall movie... It was very enjoyable. It had a few flaws here and there, but that was mainly just due to some, like, I don't know. I, I, I can't even pinpoint the flaws, but it's they exist, but I'm not sure where. Yeah, I'd say I feel so. like there can be, obviously be some improvements made, just mainly to make it more, obviously comedy, but also more serious in some way, probably. But the overall movie, I do give it a 4 out of 5. All right. So there you go. So I was... I was considering 3.5, but I thought it was better than that, but 4.5 would be if it was too great, high. but yeah, too high. Yeah. So 4 out of 5 is my... Brandon, I love your your uh, rating there, mm-hmm. 4.0, right? Yep. 4.0. All right, my assessment of the movie, the story and the plot I thought was fantastic, and as we said already, we kind of thought midway through it was more about the pandemic than it was about global warming. So I'm going to say, to me, it, it kind of did switch gears probably in the filming of this, yeah. to be more geared towards those people that didn't believe the science. Because they even said, trust the science, trust the science, trust the science. What do you hear on TV all the time? Trust the science. Trust the science. So to me, it was more about that than it was the uh, global warming. So I actually thought the plot and the whole set, set satirical. Though I, I can see how it was inspired by climate change also. obviously. It That's was how like, it started. Yeah. But then it kind but of then you, veered away from Because you get that impending doom that eventually all people will just die and we kill ourselves. But that's also the asteroid. That asteroid is going to just impend anytime soon. Mm-hmm. If we don't fix it, it's going to kill us. Correct. But COVID's not really like that. It's Correct. Well, it kind of is. It kind of is. But obviously... Everybody well, wants you to get the shot. So, yeah. You know. But climate change obviously has that, you know. Correct. Um, characters. I... One of my favorite characters, or not characters, actors of all time is in this, and that's Leonardo DiCaprio. He's good. Um, early on in his career, I did not really like him. But he has totally become easily one of my top few favorite actors of all time just because his characters, he knows how to bring a character to life. Yeah. And even going back to his older stuff, like when he was eating Gilbert Grape, when he was eating Gilbert Grape, I actually thought he was retarded when he was in that movie. And now knowing years later, after seeing it, I was like, holy crap, that's actually him. Hmm. And he was fantastic in it. Obviously, he was. So he actually played the the scientist really well. The whole story about him and, you know, kind of, what was he, cheating on his wife with the hot uh, TV lady and 
Uh, Jennifer Lawrence's character was fantastic, where she was just the trying to make sure everybody was aware, but then she was the, like the I don't care chick. Yeah. She was pretty cool, and her haircut was kind of interesting because yeah. she had the uh, little chop around the front of the hair that uh, I'm doing my fingers. Yeah, yeah. Kind of cutting the, you know, the front of your hairline that, like, like you're square. six years old. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> like you're Peter Brady or something, just cutting the front of it. But she, her character was great. Meryl Streep playing the smug president was awesome. Jonah Hill as the son, mm-hmm. who I thought was great too. Um, yeah, there, there was just some really Great actors, but Comedy. the acting to me wasn't great. It was good. Yeah. I mean, you know when there's like a great actor. One of the great actors that we've seen already in previous movie was from the uh, guy in The Many Saints of um, Newark. Yeah. The guy who played Malastanti. Yeah. That guy, that was a great performance. These characters played the sat- satirical characters very well um special effects cinematography nothing offhand except for the ripple effect at the end when the um comet hit uh just a comet in the air that was pretty cool but i mean just kind of it was expected it was expected um different shots there wasn't really many uh the one scene that kind of was a little different in terms of the um cinematography was when the one guy went on the quest to blow up the comet and he was in they were all in the space shuttles or whatever flying into the sky that was really the only thing that i thought was a little uh different that was good bad different i don't know it was oh it's hard to say. Uh. <laughs> so, so the cinematography to me was average, a little better than average. Um, music, I did like Brandon said. We both really liked that um, satirical song by Ariana Grande. That whole situation when she was on the uh, TV show before Mindy and Kate were on, mm-hmm. um, where like social media was all up in, you know all up in their shit because she broke up with the guy and then she asked, or he gets back on and asks her. Everybody cared about that, but nobody cared about the world ending. Yeah, that's That true. is that's what it. social media is about yeah, right basically. there. You can put that the world could end in six days, but, you know, Kim Kardashian is seen out in public with, say, Joe Schmo. That's a big, huge deal. But nobody cares about the earth ending. <laughs> that's basically what that is. People are too obsessed with celebrity bullshit. Um, and that that was for the music as for my overall rating the fact that Brandon gave it a 4.0 I also had it a 4.0 I couldn't go lower than that and I couldn't go higher than that I just thought it was like a perfect 4.0 movie really good I'd recommend it to everybody and Mm -hmm. it was just pretty cool and whatever side you're on of the uh, don't look up or don't look down people that's what you do I think it was don't look up or look up no, is do look up. Don't don't look up or the don't look up. Yeah. What? What? You the look up or the don't look up. Yeah, do you look I think it was just look up. The look uppers. Look, up. look uppers and, and the look don't look uppers. uppers. Yeah. There it is. All right, that's what it's I like meant. It's like the what was it? The um, the vax the vaxers no, and no, the non-vaxers. Bread side up and uh, butter side up and butter side down cartoon. You know what I'm is talking about? Is that what about? that was? Dr. Seuss? No. 
I don't no. remember. No, I remember in school. Oh, no. you don't, <laughs> if, if you knew, if you watched it, you'd know what I mean. It was a Dr. Seuss cartoon. All right. So there is our uh, assessment and review of Don't Look Up. Uh, we actually have one more segment. We are going to come back, take a quick little break, and we are going to go over our top 10 movies that <laughs> we reviewed this past year of 2021. So stick with us here on the E2B2 podcast. We'll be right back. Yep. I am award-winning published photographer and journalist Evan J. Thomas, and I'll be bringing you badass artists from the genres of music, art, sports, radio, as well as TV and movies. On the Badass Podcast, you will hear raw, bold, blunt, and honest conversation-style interviews where no topic is off-limits. Check out the show at BadassProductions1.com and go to the On Demand tab and pull up the Badass Podcast where you can watch or listen to your favorite show. Get ready, because I am Evan J. Thomas, and this is Badass. Welcome back to the E2B2 podcast. My name is Brandon Thomas, and with me always is Evan Dad. J. Thomas, and we're in the basement of my parents' house in Again. North Carolina. That sounds like something um, most podcasters probably say. I'm in the ba- I'm in the basement of my mom's house. Mom, my mom's basement. <laughs> oh wow, that's stereotyping. That's, us that's podcasters. Mean. Yeah, we're not we're, we're, we're not people, really. If you decide to do that in your life, that's all up to you. Yeah. If you're in a bad position in life or you can't move out yet, that's all up to you. No blame put on you. But There's a lot make, of blame put on don't you. Don't be making excuses for it either. Brandon's I mean, quiet all of a sudden. No, I mean, there's a lot of excuses you can make. All right. So we are on episode 47 of the E2B2 podcast. We just reviewed Don't Get Up. And we are now going to discuss and run down our top 10 movies that we reviewed in 2021. Brandon, are you ready to go first? So these are movies. You don't have the documentaries or the concerts or anything. And they're just a movie list that I gave you, right? Just a movie list that you gave. Correct, me. because obviously we do the, the documentary TV shows. That's different. different. Yes. Okay. okay yeah. You ready? Yep. Roll. All right. Number ten, Tenet. Okay. So Tenet, obviously, I really liked it. I like the concept of the reverse time, the time travel, how the plot kind of works backwards and forwards at the same time. How it kind of you know okay. you know things as you go on, but then you know more things if you rewatch it. I haven't rewatched it, but I remember liking it and saying, yeah, it's rewatchable. Okay. There's also a, a part of this top ten list that we're going to change as oh, well. Oh, yeah. So at the very end of our top ten list, we're going to give our one movie that we thought was the worst movie of the year yes. that we reviewed. All right, Brandon, you're number nine. So number nine. Well, wait. Let's do it this way. How about you do your ten, I do num- my number ten. Yeah. And we go back and forth. Oh, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. All right, oh. so Brandon's number 10 was Tenet. My number 10 on my list was The Little Things, hmm. and that was with Jared Leto, and that was with uh, Denzel Washington. That was one of the, I think that was the first movie we saw going back to the theaters after yep. COVID. So that was actually a pretty cool movie, and the whole plot of that was pretty cool. And for me, that was a top 10 movie. All right, Brandon, you're number nine. All right, my number nine is invisible man okay so i thought invisible man was actually like you're it was pretty decent for an action movie had like 
pretty interesting concepts with like being invisible. I had like a good like character development of the main character basically going insane and schizophrenic, but you get the point. Yep. So I thought Invisible Man was a decent movie, had good effects, and yeah. No, no, that's number nine. Invisible okay, Man. my number nine, Brandon's going to be really sad on this one, Godzilla vs. <gasps> Kong. Oh, but remember this, it did land in my top ten. True. So, Godzilla vs. Kong, I actually thoroughly enjoyed that movie. I know it's probably higher up on Brandon's list, but uh, for the whole, the fight scenes were just really cool in it. You just said it was better than the last movie? It definitely was better than the last one that I saw. <laughs> so, my number nine, Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh. Brandon, number eight. What's my number eight? Okay. Keep your phone on. Yeah, I know. Turn it off. So, Sopranos is my number eight. Mm-hmm. So, so I the many that, saints of newer. Yeah, Sopranos, whatever, who cares? So, I thought there was a. Very decent movie. Had lots of good characters and, like, really good characters, really good acting, really good, like, story and plot. But if I knew more of the show, I'd probably put it higher. But as a standalone, it works really well. And I. That's true. You never saw the TV show. So maybe I would maybe enjoy it more or hate it more. You would know the little, uh, as they would say, Easter eggs. Yeah, the little Easter eggs. (laughs) Yeah, the colored ones or the fake ones. Both. <laughs> okay. Um, so that was your number eight. Mm-hmm. My number eight was Dune. Dune was uh, one of the most recent movies we watched. I really enjoyed that, and especially just the cin- that that movie to me was probably let's see one of the best cinematography out of all the ones we've seen. Yeah. So um, I'll just stick with that right there. The acting eh, it was so so pretty decent. I mean, if you want to go back to our reviews. You can always go back on our reviews at, uh, let's say, badassproductions1.com in the E2B2 section. You can pull them all up. All right, Brandon, you're number seven. The Little Things. All right. It had a good, like, um, kind of like emotional story towards the end where, you know, the story was put to rest just to make the dude feel better. Remember? Correct. Uh, I thought the acting was also really good. I thought just the investigation and all of, like, the just... The build-up and all that was really good. It had few flaws, but that goes basically for all movies. But I also enjoyed it, as usual. Okay, so that's your number seven. My number seven, Candyman. So that was a movie we saw at the theater. I think, uh, did we see it with... Oh, we saw it with Heather and Devin. Yeah. So we saw that movie with them. Um, One of the couple Halloween movies that we saw... Uh, which was really cool. I really liked the whole story plot of Candyman, and the acting was fantastic. So that yep. was my number seven was Candyman. Brandon's number six is Nomadland. Oh, so I'm not sure if I want to put it this low because I did really enjoy it. It had lots of great acting. It was basically great in everything, but when it comes to enjoyment compared to other films, um, <clears throat> obviously it's really good, but Obviously, I kind of like more action, but it does serve a really good emotional story and telling and all that. I like your reason for that. Yeah. My number six, The Many Saints of Newark. So mine was moved up a little higher than Brandon's, mainly because that cast was amazing and the acting was fantastic. And it fits with the whole uh, narrative of what is to be in the uh, Sopranos story. So there is my number six was The Many Saints of Newark. Brandon's number five. So my number five is Candyman. All it right. was a good Halloween film. It had lots of like good theming with like 
it kind of, it had a good tie-in with the first film, kind of. It kind of like well, we actually saw the first film after, afterwards, yeah, which was absolutely horrendous. But it, it was, but it it was good. dated. It was dated, horrendous. But yeah. it was good. I could. It was a good plot. It was good, but I liked how it kind of tied back to that film, but Correct. also did new things. It kind of kind of updated the story, the special effects, yeah, and the all cinematography. That. So, Candyman yeah. was really good. Yeah. So that was your number five. Yep. My number five was old. 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 So old to me was just really cool. The whole story on that and M. Night Shyamalan just directing it. One of the first movies he's done in a while. But that whole story was just really cool and just everything about it I thought was pretty sweet. So that was my number five was old. Number four. Roadrunner. My number four is also Roadrunner. <laughs> Brandon and I. Okay, so your reason. It was. It told a really good documentary kind of like uh, history of Anthony. Um, mm-hmm. I like the whole ending was emotional. I kind of like like you know like that, but like it had like just good descriptions. It had good footage. It had good like audio. It had good narration. All that. So I really enjoyed Roadrunner. So it was a uh, number four. Like I said, my number four was also Roadrunner, and learning about Anthony Bourdain over the last uh, couple months and years, and seeing some of his shows. That guy was a complete mess. Yeah, and. Like he said, it, it was very emotional at the end. I think that was one of the few movies, okay, one of the probably many movies that I cried at this year. Yeah. But yeah, that was my number four was Roadrunner, the Anthony Bourdain movie. Your number three. So number three would be Nobody. All right. So actually, I just noticed a little mistake. Okay, what was your mistake? Shift all my positions up down by one. Okay. So we started at 11 for me. Okay. Because I accidentally added Tenet at the end. I, that should have been... Gotcha. So Tenet was so, 11. So, yeah, this is my actual number four. So your your number five was Roadrunner. Okay. Yeah. That's so, fine. So, so what 10 is was Invisible, 9 was Sopranos, 8 was Little Things, 7 was Nomadland, 6 was Candyman, 5 was Roadrunner. This is 4. Okay. Dune. All right. Dune was really good cinematography, special effects... Acting was decent, but yeah, it was just a good, like, visual artistic piece. Correct. So, we'll also then give you number three to go first since I did my number four already. Yeah. So, my number three is Nobody. Okay. Because obviously, Bob Odenkirk is a funny person. Saul Goodman. Yeah. Yeah. But he wasn't funny in this movie. He wasn't funny in this movie, but he's a funny person. So, Uh that's one reason. But also, he played his character really well. The action was really good. It was kind of like John Wick, but, Mm -hmm. you know, John Wick for 2021. So it's kind of like my stand-in for John Wick. Yeah. There you go. My number three, A Quiet Place 2. So this was a movie that Brandon and I were uh, wanting to see for about a year and a half until it finally came out Mm -hmm. because it originally was supposed to come out the weekend before COVID shut down everything. So we didn't get to see it until, what was it? I think it was May, yeah, April, something like that. Yeah. Once the movie theaters, I think it was May. So uh, Quiet Place 2, fantastic movie. The story kept going and was just awesome. Um, the throwback footage of the beginning of the movie yeah. was fantastic. Just everything about that movie was nearly perfect. Yep. There's that. Number two, Brandon. Quiet Place 2. All right. So your reason, like you said, it was had a good story. Had the obviously you got a lot to see, like a lot of the monster, 
you you had to like develop with the characters, the deaf girl, uh, the mom, and all that. The some of the newer characters did really well. Like the overall story, I thought was really well, and the special effects kind of improved from the last film because the monsters look visually more integrated into the scene. Rather, obviously, the last movie, the first movie was had really good, but I feel like it kind of took up a little few steps. Okay. And yeah. So that was your number th- two. Two. Okay. My number two is nobody. So my nobody, obviously Bob Odenkirk was amazing in this movie because it was something off of what he doesn't normally do. So he was a badass ass kicker, like he said. He was the uh, older guy, John Wick, even though actually he and Keanu might be the same age. Somewhere. But Keanu's in, he's he's almost 60. Yeah, oh. He's good looking for sixty. He's, he's not, fantastic. He's not, he's not old looking. So he's definitely not old looking. So th- that movie, I mean, I I saw it twice in the theater. I don't see many movies twice in the theater, but that one I did. So that was fantastic, and uh, yeah, I just loved everything about um, nobody. And so my number one. <laughs> I, I wonder. Let's see. Drum An roll, American please. pickle. No. <laughs> So Godzilla versus Kong, how surprising. Mm, not shocking at all. Well, I definitely put American Pickle. Okay, and what's but your reasoning? Obviously, it was very hyped up. I've wanted to see a Godzilla versus Kong fight since 2014, uh, since the first 2014 Godzilla film came out. Okay. Um, obviously, I kind of discovered there was a Godzilla versus Kong film from the 1960s. A little earlier than that, mm-hmm. but as a somewhat of a long-term Godzilla fan, well, enjoyer, I'd say, uh, it was very hyped up, and I kind of it had flaws, but it paid off to for the wait. Like the flaws could obviously the story could be a little better, maybe more better characters, maybe a lo- human character, yeah, better human characters, better runtime, like a longer runtime, more Godzilla, like. And maybe like more of a serious tone from like the first twenty fourteen film, but even with those like issues aside, I feel like what we saw was really good compared to what was not there. Okay. So that's my top number. That's my f- number top one, one movie. Number one of all twenty twenty. All of all twenty twenty. Yeah. And I'm kind of shocked you didn't have Halloween Kills in there at that's all. That's a that's a runner up. Yeah, that was definitely a runner up for me. So my number one. I don't know if you have realized what movie I haven't said yet. Mm. Nomadland landed number one for me. And that was a shocker because I actually, uh, and here's my reasoning for it being number one, the acting. Yeah. Nomadland and Quiet Place 2 will be up there above Nomadland in terms of overall presentation. Yeah. Because of the the entertainment value. Yeah. But the movie as a movie with the acting itself would be Nomadland because that is not something we've seen before. Yeah. Nomadland I would put above Godzilla vs. Kong as like a whole on when it comes to like quality itself. Correct. Godzilla vs. Kong just has a lot of entertainment value while Nomadland punch like not punches you but more makes you yeah. think and makes realize you, yeah. That there is a different world out there from what normal people live. Yeah. Th- those people consider their lives normal. Yeah. Even though they're not. Yeah. Because they, you know, they tr- basically live on the land every year, every day, and have to figure out how to work and stuff like that. So it's more of a real life type of situation. 
But that to me was my favorite movie of the year. Yeah. Um, two movies that could have made my top ten: Halloween Kills and Tenet for sure. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we only do a top ten list, not a top fifteen or whatever. I wonder if we could have probably ranked them all. We could. Um, because you know, Coming to America was funny at times. Um, let's see, Jungle Cruise. I actually really liked. Yeah, jung- so that one just missed my top ten as well. Yeah. And those are really the only other three that probably would have made it into the top yeah, ten. Yeah, for, for me, Jungle Cruise... Invisible Man was good, too, yeah. though. Jungle Cruise, Old... Well, that was your number ten. Yeah, Jungle Cruise, Old... You didn't have Old without, on there. Yeah, Without Remorse, um, I think we kind of forgot so, about that. So these are some of the other movies that weren't on there, on our list. Yeah. We had Suicide Squad, Fear Street Part 1... Um, we'll go into our worst movie in a moment. Yeah. Army of the Dead, Stowaway, American Pickle, and yeah, those were the ones that we yeah, didn't pick. I would, so I would definitely, for my running up, I would choose Halloween, not in specific order, but Halloween Kills, Suicide, um, not Suicide Squad, uh, Jungle Cruise, <laughs> uh, Without Remorse, and and Old. So yeah. I, I thought those four uh, were like a good like top the. With like all right, so now the fun part. Yeah, with Tenet and Don't Look Up, I thought those were two. Those so, so you ready for both yeah. of us to reveal our worst movie that we saw of twenty twenty one? Brandon and I are on agreement on this one. We've actually discussed this because, to me, this is our Hubie Halloween of twenty twenty. But it's not. Uh, it's equally. It's just more of a disappointment than that we. Expected it was more of a dis. We knew Hubie Halloween was not going to be good. Ice Road. That's what it's called. Right? Ice Roads. The Ice Roads or Ice Roads was the worst movie we saw. I of the agree. Year. What What was your reason for it? It was a big letdown because the first parts of the movie, it kind of was good. Just it kind of was good in a slightly like a slightly different way. It was okay, mainly, but the introduction or just a slightly introduction bit was decent. But then it kind of just fails, not like not the introduction at the mining explosion, but more of the introduction with the you know, the two brothers. Yeah. And but then it kind of just goes downhill from there. Well, I just thought it was over cliche. Yeah. You get the bad evil Everything. dude at the end. He blows up a mountain. It takes out the truck, and a tree goes through the window, and he go- comes back again, and then he dies, and then the brother dies for some reason. He didn't decide to leave. Yeah, for it, emotional. It, scene. it was just bad. Yeah, it was a bad movie. Unfortunately, it had I like, good qualities, but it was Liam wasted. Neeson. I like, but unfortunately, he this movie was a bomb. Yeah, at least in our minds, you might like it. You never know. You might like what we have. I wish I knew, remembered what our top twenty of twenty twenty was, or top ten of twenty twenty was. I don't think I remember even close. No. I don't remember. I don't so, think we did. We even include, we did include twenty nineteen in there because that was like good like th- th- last three months of that year. We might have. Yeah, I remember putting King of the Monsters on there. Yeah, you did. I think that was your number one. <laughs> Shocking that yeah, yeah. two number oh, one movies are Godzilla. What's, what's next year? Oh, Cliche, huh? Jurassic World. Oh, let's see, Jurassic, Jurassic World, World Dominion. Oh, <laughs> who's gonna so, expect that? So there are some movies coming out this year. We have not yet seen Matrix. It uh, sounds pretty 
bad. We've heard bad right. reviews about it, but we can always watch we it can ourselves. Watch it. Um, we have not yet seen The Kingsman. We have not yet seen Spider Man. We have sound, not yet, which is supposedly is really good. Yeah, so there's a few movies out there that we kind of want to see that we haven't yet. But then later in the year, like Brandon just said, Jurassic, Jurassic World, Dominion. Yeah. Uh, John Wick, John Wick 4, Four. That's gonna be enjoyable. Is gonna be coming out, which should be amazing. Um, you have Batman, the Batman, Batman coming out, which I can't wait to see. Um, what sixty five Marvel movies are coming out? <laughs> there, there. Also, I heard uh, what Shang Li or whatever it was Sha- called Shang Li. Shang Li. Uh, I heard that was also pretty good. For it, that's movie. what I heard too. Maybe we should watch that as Maybe like we, a yeah. secondary movie that we watch on a weekend. Yeah. So I mean, now with winter here, I mean, we got time. It's not like we're going to be out doing much. So maybe we could just hang out at home and throw on Shang Li and Matrix. Yeah. All right. Maybe we'll do that next time. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Holy cow! What a long long episode. This is a long episode. I appreciate you all listening. So I'm just gonna go over my top ten list again, real quick, just so you guys all can note it down for your own viewing listening pleasure. Uh, my number 10, Little Things, 9, Godzilla vs. Kong, 8 was Dune, 7 was Candyman, 6 was Many Saints of Newark, 5 was Old, 4 was Roadrunner, the Anthony Bourdain story, 3 was A Quiet Place 2, 2 no- was Nobody, and my number 1 movie was No Man Land. Brandon, uh, do hold on, real quick? I'm typing in my runner-ups as well. You don't do your runner-ups, just do your Fine. Time. So, or n- uh, number, yeah, it was number 10 is Invisible Man, uh, number 9 is Sopranos, number 8 is Little Things, number 7 is Nomadland, number 6 is Candyman, number 5 is Roadrunner, number 4 is Dune, num- number 3 is Nobody, N- Quiet Place, number 2 is number 2, and Godzilla vs. Kong is number 1, with there you go. my worst being Ice Roads. <laughs> yeah, Ice Roads. Being- Don't Look Up was also a runner-up, but that was one of the lower runner-ups. Lower runner-ups. I wouldn't put that in this countdown right now yeah the, don't, because we saw that on i mean yeah New Year's we Eve, saw yeah we saw that and i didn't list that on our list no well that's a, that's a <laughs> that's a runner-up for the 2021 movies there you go 2020 yeah because 2022 I w- movies that's what i mean okay i, I forgot it's well not you never know you probably have a lot more movies ahead of that Godzilla, uh, anyway so um Godzilla. thank you guys all for listening thank brandon you. your socials uh, paleozoic productions youtube twitter you've been doing a lot of stuff mainly Mainly, he's been putting out some uh, quality content and sharing it. Monkey I've been seeing sa- it. Monkey sounds. As work. for me, make sure you're following Evan J. Thomas on the socials. socials. Evan J. Thomas on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, Badass Productions. Evan J. Thomas, and don't forget, you can hear the show Monday night to this coming Monday night at 7 p.m. on the Badass Radio Network. Mm-hmm. And then you can also hear it on demand anytime you want to on badassproductions1.com in the On Demand tab. Just pull up E2B2, and you can listen to any of our previous 46 episodes. Cool. It's also on Spotify. Yeah. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're all over the place. Yeah, we're going to get pretty close to 50. Yeah. Oh, we. So let's ask the people. The people. The, people. the people. What we should do for our 50th show in a few episodes. Should we do an all-time? No, I say we do that one later. 75. I don't know. I'd say 100. 100. But that's way ahead. 100 is way ahead. That's like two that's years. That's like th- two and a half years. Yeah. Two years. Um, but we could do that. Um, for 50, what was the other thing you said, too? 
I don't I, I think you said to do an all-time top. Yeah, it's just all-time. Top 10. I don't Re- think a, a retrospect of last year. We kind of just did. Yeah. So, Not movie-wise, just life-wise. Life-wise. Very bad. Or yeah. how about goals that goals. we have? <gasps> Future goals. Hmm. Future goals that we have. With our radio broadcasting stuff. Yeah. Or media stuff. Or media stuff. There you go. We don't want to give away stuff, though. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Mm. So let's ask you people, and not you people, but you people listening. Yeah. What we should do as a, you know, kind of a fun 50th episode coming up and probably... February is what I'm figuring because ne- next week, next one, the next two will be in January and then the next one will be in February. Yeah. So that'll be 50. So we want to hear from you. Just go to our Facebook page on this episode. You could actually message us or you can comment and uh, you can do it on Instagram as well. You can just uh, respond what we should do for our 50th uh, episode. Yeah. And like I said, make sure you're following us on all over the socials. The E2B2 podcast is on Facebook and Instagram. And you can follow us and hear all of our previous episodes. Yep. So Brandon and I have a nice 12, about 11-hour drive tomorrow. 11. Back to cold, blustery, snowy Chicago. 12 hours is when you include Pete's. Enjoy well, Pete's. we are going to stop at yeah. Pete's, our favorite breakfast so place. You, you remember the city it's in? Yeah, Knoxville. Knoxville what? Tennessee. That's correct. So we will be stopping in Knoxville, Tennessee. Anybody in the Knoxville, Tennessee area, tomorrow morning at about, let's say, 9.30 in the morning. Because it's a three-hour drive, and we will be there just after probably 9.30-ish, somewhere between then and 10 o'clock. We will be there. Um, if you actually come up to Brandon and I and you say that you listen to the E2B2 podcast, you can buy us breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Not true. the other way around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can buy us breakfast if you do that. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we might even take a selfie with you too. For $5, you take the selfie. Yeah, though. you have to pay us though. That's <laughs> and you have to buy us breakfast. Yeah. So don't, you know, or you could just look at us and stare and be like, what a bunch of pricks they are. So, yeah, we've had a lot of fun doing this episode for sure. Thank goodness Brandon finally did his top ten. It's only been two days since I gave you the list. <laughs> You're just mad because you know it's true. All right, so we're going to be heading to dinner over at the Golden K-Row. Here in a little bit. And uh, like I said, wish us luck on our trip home. Follow us all over. And until next time, Brandon, what do you got to say? As always, keep pimp chipping. <laughs> Rock on. Ha <laughs> <laughs> <Nice. laughs>